0: Good morning! Happy Friday! Welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. This is your substitute teacher Glenn Biddle sitting in for Double J who is on a well-deserved vacation with his family. Now you know I love covering this show for Joe when he's out. Usually I'm do it in the summertime because you know i'm a teacher and i have summers off and uh, just a, that's a great way to great way to live right now i'm on christmas vacation i went uh, goose hunting and duck hunting this morning i've actually been up since 2 a.m because when you have your kids home from college they're on their time schedule and when they roll in late I and mean, you gotta raid the fridge at two in the morning and then get a shower and they, hey dad can you wake me up in the morning i'm like yeah, I can do that because I'm awake now. I'll gladly get you up in the morning. So I've been prepping this show since 3 a.m. and uh, went intermixed a little bit of goose hunting in the in the middle of that, and then here we are on the radio. So I hope I don't fall asleep uh, a little bit later during the show, but hopefully you guys can keep me awake. So once again, awesome to be here today. Uh, I hope you got everything you wanted from Santa and you had a very Merry Christmas, and I hope you were able to have a great time with your relatives and you survived a holiday meal without an impeachment or a political discussion now i was uh, i was at a family meeting yesterday of you know our our in-laws you know their in-laws uh christmas celebration and we're everything was doing great up until the very end i guess a lot of people got into the wine and the mixed drinks and uh, we just couldn't escape it there at the end and and one of my nieces husbands and i we were we were just Being the conservatives there, and we were having some fun with with some of the liberals, and we were just sitting there stirring the pot. It was actually fun. I kept getting – my phone was blowing up. My wife was like, we need to leave now, okay? And I was was like, oh, no, this is too much fun. So – if you, if you survived your family get-together, I'm the crazy Uncle Glenn that's that's made sit in the corner at, at family gatherings because you never know what might come out of my mouth. So today is National Fruitcake Day, and I'm just going to leave it at that because I bet you have some fruitcake in your house sitting around from maybe last year or two years ago that nobody bothered to get to. Um, you probably got some as a gift. Uh, that's something you just can't re-gift because not a, not a good thing to re-gift. Let's take a look at the market. So right now it's looking pretty pretty good out there. We've got uh, right now the Dow Jones is uh, up 65 points. Nothing wrong with that. The uh, Shanghai was is down about two points today. The Nikkei was down about 87 points and the S&P was up about four. So if we look at the commodities today, we've got silver sitting at $18 an ounce. That's pretty good. That's strong for silver, and we have gold up about a dollar ninety at fifteen, sixteen, thirty. So that's the uh, metals right now. Okay, um, our special today: we have twenty dollars liberties at fifteen hundred and seventy-five dollars. We have fifty of those available. And if you don't like that special, you're welcome to go to allamericangold.com. And you can click on the shop link and uh, see what else we have there to offer. The number to call in is 800-951-0592. Wendy has got the phones forwarded to her today. Uh, You can also go to the website. Like I said before, there's a lot of good news articles on there because we don't cover everything that's actually on the website on the show. There's just no way to do that. So it's very good. This is a place where you get to be your own central banker and you can get some wealth insurance because you know the Fed's out to get you. They're devaluing your money by 2% every year. That's their targeted rate of inflation. So in five years, that's 10% of your of your money is, is just getting dissolved into thin air. Okay. Um, also, we have our metals plan. That's one thing you really need to look at. It's a perfect time to get started because we have the new year starting. So you can start off fresh with a new quarter. And it's very simple. Uh, we sh- do four shipments a year. So every quarter we we send out a shipment. You can start as low as $100 a month. And the sky's the limit. You can send it in with a credit card, a check, uh, you just let us know if you would do it by credit card, when you want to do it, like what day of the month you would like us to hit your credit card. Some of the people that like the points on their credit card, it's a perfect way to do it. And uh, you can give Joe a call and tell him what you're interested in, whether you want junk silver, whether you want like the little golden dimes, as they're called, the one-tenth ounce gold, whatever you want, the liberties, whatever. It's just a great way to stack up gold and silver throughout the year, an easy budget plan, and it costs nothing to join costs nothing to stop it you can you can suspend it you can start it whatever it's very simple and like like always it's just really really good way to stack that gold and silver now also if you are interested in the special here's the way to do it you call up and you say I want the special and it's very simple very simple to do and here's the big sales tactic we'll say how many would you like and then you tell us and then we get your address we figure out how you're going to pay for it, and once we have good funds, we ship it to you registered insured mail, and it's just that simple. We don't try to upsell you. No one's on a commission. It's it's just that simple. It's just that easy to do the special, and or just call in buy whatever you want. Okay, uh, a lot of people call in, and they just like talking to Wendy and Arlene. They don't want to talk to Joe. They're like oh, I want to talk to Wendy, so here you go. Here's what I want, and uh, or you can call Joe if you want to talk to Joe. You got to call him early. Got, got to call him early. He's, a, he's so good with the graphs and numbers and charts, and he's always crunching all those before the show. But if you ever want to get a hold of Joe, you got to call in early. Now, he's going to be off until two, or actually Wednesday. I'm covering the show today, and I'm covering the show Monday and Tuesday. Now, Monday, we have a special guest. We have Glenn Tate from Prepping 2.0 podcast and radio show. We also have him on our 1360K HNC show on the weekends, and he hosts the open forum on Tuesdays. And we are going to talk about the current situation in Virginia. Now, if you haven't been paying attention to the news, the new governor there, Governor Northam, is expected to pass some very sweeping gun control. Uh, it's smacks of unconstitutional gun control right off the top. And it, it's he's rumored to say that he wants to call out the National Guard to enforce this gun control, which it's going to be very hard for him to do. He's talking about putting sheriffs in jail that that will not cooperate with him that and he's going to there's rumors of him saying that he wants to shut off electric and internet to these sanctuary counties that have and i mean i think that's that's a lot of this stuff's just insane if that if if any of it's true it's absolutely insanity and how to just make your whole state mad at you very quickly is is what this governor's doing so we're going to talk about that on monday and that's going to be very great glenn tate is just an amazing person his wife shelby gallagher they're both prepper uh, Prepper fiction writers, and Glenn Tate has a, I think it's a ten book series called 299 Days, and it talks about an upcoming civil war in America. So it's very interesting, and we're to, we're lucky to have him on on Monday. And we're going into our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into some of the news of the day. Uh, we're going to talk about some Union guys spending their money bad, and and some millennial credit scores. So when we stay tuned. Be right back. And welcome back to the Patriot Radio News Hour. The number, 800-951-0592. Get yourself some wealth insurance. Once again, our special today, we have $20 gold liberties at $1,575. We have 50 available. So hop on that. Give Wendy a call. Tell her you want the special. Remember, the hard sales talk technique is how many would you like? So there we are. We came back in. uh, Ramon brought us back into Mike and Mechanics. Uh, That that song... uh, hopefully will not come true here in the future in virginia And once again we have glenn tate on monday he's going to talk to us about that it's going to be a very good program I, I i think you should definitely listen to that all right so we're going to start off with uh unions now as a history teacher i cover labor unions all the time you know i talk about the industrial revolution the terrible working conditions people in the low textile mills the girl the low girls who who just work you know six days a week 12 to 14 hour days They were forced to the speed up system where they had to work, cover more machines that, you know, you get your hand caught in a machine. It gets, you know, all cut up and everything. There's no health insurance. You just send out there. One of the quotes by the by the factory owners was there's nothing like a long line at the gate to keep wages low. And this is how it worked. Now Fast forward to modern day, if you. If you're uh, sitting there listening to this podcast on an iPhone, where do you think that iPhone was made? It's made over at, at Foxconn in uh, in China, where people make about thirty cents an hour. And in the past, they've had to put suicide nets around the building because the people are jumping off because they're sick of working in these conditions that they're in. So remember that when you go to the Apple Store and the little Apple Genius comes up to you and says, "Hey, I'd like to help you," like, uh, "No, I'm good, thank you." But uh, let's talk about unions real quick because this is an interesting article. This is from Fox. News, and the title is Embattled Union Honchos, Lavish Spending Exposed, Villas and Four-Figure Dinners, $60,000 Cigar Bill. Work hard, play hard, and on the union's dime. That might as well have been the motto for some former top officials at the United Automobile Workers whose lavish spending on luxuries, including high-end cigars, four-figure dining, and California villas, have been exposed in painstaking detail by federal prosecutors. It's a case that threatens to cause serious problems for top auto union bosses, including Gary Jones, who's resigned as president last month, under pressure. A complaint filed in September in Michigan federal court against union leader Vance Pearson refers to several unnamed individuals. But union officials have told the New York Times that one of them, UAW official A, is in fact Jones, whose name or his own was raided by federal agents. And officials A's wild expenses are all over the court documents, allegedly including $13,000 bill at a cigar store. I guess when you do those backroom smoke-filled room deals, you got to have a good cigar to do that with. A December 2015 Gary sales invoice issued to UAW for a $13,000. purchase that included an order for 12 boxes of Ashton Double Magnum cigars at $268 per box and 12 boxes of Ashton Monarch Tubo cigars at $2,274 a box was among the purchases included in court documents. The documents included another $13,000 purchased invoiced to Pearson from the same store the following year, part of an alleged $60,000 bill on cigar and tobacco related purchases between 2014 and 2018. This is just one example of expenses allegedly made by Jones, Pearson, and others, which prosecutors say were made via accounts set up with hotels such as the Royal Palm Springs Hotel and Lowe's Coronado Bay Resort, where they had training conferences. The hotels then paid outside vendors on the UAW officials' behalf as a way to conceal the embezzling of union funds for their own personal use, the complaint says. The Times detailed a slew of these expenses in a lengthy story Thursday, noting that another official referenced anonymously in court documents is is Jones' predecessor as president, Dennis Williams. Neither has been charged. An attorney for Jones downplayed the accusations as part of filings in which Gary was not charged, according to the Times, while a source close to Williams reportedly rejected accusations that he urged the misuse of funds. Though the union officials spent more than $400,000 at local businesses between 2015 and 2017 on expenses, including off-site condominiums and villas for themselves, prosecutors claim an additional amount of nearly $400,000 to spend on training and conference expenditures at the Lowe's Coronado Bay Resort. These allegedly included meals and excursion expenses for senior union officials and their spouses, including the San Diego Zoo Safari Park and horseback riding on the beach. The Times detailed how a master account was billed for over-the-top dinners, including one at LG's Prime Steakhouse that ran over $6,500. According to a Detroit Free Press news report, prosecutors alleged top union officials misused an upward of $1.5 million. Pearson is facing charges including embezzlement of union funds, filing false reports, and maintaining false union records, money laundering, conspiracy, and mail and wire fraud. So this this just gets worse and worse and worse, and it goes on. just alleging more things like that. And then the case against Pearson is part of a larger investigation of UAW and Fiat Chrysler automobiles that has gone on since 2015 and is allegedly resulting in nine convictions. Many of these have been related to UAW officials improperly receiving things of value from Fiat Chrysler and other involved A UAW official taking kickbacks from vendors in exchange for union contracts. Well, 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 there we go. So let's just say you're the average guy on the factory line in, in Michigan, you know, turning wrenches, you're let's say you're making 25 to $35 an hour, which is good money for a job like that. And you're a union dues payer. And then when you hear about this, that you're the fat cats up there and taking your hard earned money, fighting for you, supposedly, and they're blowing it on this. Yeah, you know, it might make you want to scratch your head and say, Yeah, should I keep staying in the union now I, as a teacher? And a former police officer, I I I was in the FOP, the Fraternal Order of Police, just because it was a cool organization to be in. I don't, we couldn't even strike here in Maryland, so it was useless, you know, to even think about anything like that. But as a teacher, I will not belong to the union. Um, I I don't agree with the NEA. I don't agree with the, their policies. I don't want my money. They you know they're for gun control. And that that's totally against anything I'm for. So I'm not going to give them money to go against my own beliefs. I get the same benefits whether I'm in the union or not in the union. Just that simple. Um, the whole red for red program that was going on this past summer, and, and, and Joe says this perfectly, and, and Eric says it too. If you're going to your state house and and protesting against the governor, you're going to the wrong place. You need to go to the Federal Reserve because they're the people that are that are devaluing your 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 money every year, two percent. So you're not going to stay ahead of inflation if you're not getting a raise at least two percent. So I, I, it's just a it's just a mess. Absolute mess. If you're if you're in a union right now, you really need to think about that. Uh, now, as far as uh, federal employees or, or government employees, I don't think any of them should be in a union. Think about how unions were set up. Obviously, we talk about the robber barons in the factory system, how they were exploiting their workers. And yes, there was a need for a union Okay, for safety reasons, for working conditions, all that for better pay. I get all that. I totally get that. But have unions outlived their usefulness that they've priced out labor in the United States? What do most companies do in the United States when they want to cut costs? Well, you either get rid of workers or you, out, you go overseas and what's called offshoring your labor or you know, moving the plant to another third world country where you can pay a lot less for labor. You don't have to worry. Or you move your, your plant south to a right to work state where you don't have to deal with unionization. So there we are. Unions have probably outlived their usefulness. Uh, there's no reason for a government employee to be in a union, in my opinion. Here's the deal. So the, if a union was set up to protect you against an evil factory owner, right, if you're a, a federal employee or a state employee and your employer is the government and a lot of these people that are in unions are, are tend to be left of center and they think big government is great, why would you need a union to protect you against something you think is great? Why would you need a union to protect you? Good question. So, is it just because you're interested in in more pay and benefits? Probably. Look at the Chicago pension system and Illinois pension system. Look at CalPERS. I mean, all these unions are getting in there and they're getting these fat cat deals and they're making promises that the, and these, Democratic politicians that are approving all these things, they're making promises they cannot keep. There is no way that these systems are ever going to be able to pay out the benefits that they've promised these workers. They are underwater now. They're underfunded. There's just impossible for that to happen. So once again, just a just a story. I wanted to bring that up because unions, uh, while had their place, um, are probably an endangered species. Now, let's move on to. retail store closing. So if you if Santa did not bring you what you wanted or you have to exchange a gift, I would get to that mall pretty quick and get it exchanged before that store closes. Cuz check out this headline. This is from Business Insider. More than 9300 stores are closing in 2019 as the retail apocalypse drags on. Here's the full list. I'm only going to cover the ones that that are really really Big number of stores, a large number of stores. The staggering rate of store closures that rocked the retail industry over the past couple of years continued in 2019, with retailers setting a new record for store closings over the last 12 months. Retailers announced plans to close more than 9,300 stores in 2019, smashing the previous record of roughly 8,000 store closures in 2017, according to an analysis by Business Insider. Now, here's a list Payless Shoe Source, 2,500 stores. 2, Okay, they filed for bankruptcy in February and planned to close all of its 2,500 stores in what could be the largest retail liquidation in history. Jimboree, 805 stores. They filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in January. Said it planned to close more than 800 stores, and it's also Crazy 8 Banner. Uh, We also have Dress Barn. Uh, They are closing 650 stores. Charlotte Roos, 520 stores. Fred's, that's a... Discount chain Fred's announced they're going to close 159 stores. Actually, 520 stores are going to close. Family Dollar 390 stores, Shopco 371 stores, Charming Charlie 261 stores, Destination Maternity 258 stores, Chico's 250 stores, The Gap 230 stores, Avenue 222 stores, Walgreens 200 stores, GameStop. 200 stores, that's going to kill all the kids that are in the basement playing games and uh, yelling up to their mom to make them Hot Pockets. Forever 21, up to 178 stores. Then we have Sears. This one's huge because think about this. This is like the anchor of most of the the malls is a Sears. Uh, 175 stores. Lifeway, 170 stores. Kmart, also part of Sears, 160 stores. The Kitchen Collection, 160 stores. AC Moore, 145 stores. Performance Bicycle, 102. And it just goes on and on and on. There, you know, it goes down the number of stores. But, ladies and gentlemen, just think about your average retail store. What What's it employee? Maybe you know a small end, probably store, probably you know 20 20 people. Um, Those large chains like a Sear store, probably 100 people or more. There's a lot of people going to get laid off from these stores and what are they going to do they're going to go work for the amazon fulfillment center because that's what's kind of what's going on uh, whenever you complain about something like this well that's the way of the future brick and mortar's out you're right brick and mortar is out but what's the alternative are you going to go work for the amazon fulfillment center and you, we've heard joe talked about this all the time about the terrible conditions in these amazon fulfillment centers as far as uh, working conditions you can't take breaks people have to urinate in water bottles next to their line where they're working they're under quotas to fill so many boxes it's it's terrible so i mean definitely times change and and economics changes it but uh this is the future uh i I read an article the other day about how uh walmart may possibly buy fedex in competition with amazon because amazon doesn't do or fedex and Amazon uh, cut ties. And I think Amazon has its own way of getting packages to people. So I think Walmart was also thinking about maybe purchasing Shopify and FedEx and have their own distribution chain. So who knows, but I just want to bring that up about the, the uh, retail stores. It's absolutely terrible. And, on pace for 2020 to close probably just as many. I mean, if you've been to the mall lately, if you walked around, if you've seen how many shuttered stores are in these malls, I don't go to the mall anymore. There's really nothing in the mall. Once they close the bookstore in the mall, there's really no reason for me to go. I might walk into the Apple store. And if I do, I walk around to all the terminals that I can find. And I pull up this uh, expose on Apple's working conditions in China. And I put them on all the screens and just, Hopefully, somebody might see it and uh, get an idea of what's going on in at Foxconn in, in China of where all your stuff's made. And it doesn't matter what label, pretty much all the same that's, that's made there. Okay, so I wanted to bring that to your attention. Now, the next article, this is an interesting one. The average millennial has a subprime credit score. Now, right off the bat, it's like, well, yeah, well, they're, they're young people. They don't have a lot of credit, and, and they have a lot of college debt. Well, yeah, that's all true. There's nothing. that all true um as millennials rage against the older generations of americans with that, that okay boomer mentality they appear to have forgotten one thing their own deplorable credit score is so our experian notes what many people might not know is millennials also have one of the lowest average credit scores of any generation and when we get back we'll talk about that half time boy time flies when you're having fun on a friday so when we come back we'll talk more about millennial credit scores And uh, we're going to talk about opportunity costs as well, because I think we need to talk about those, because everybody has them.
1: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly
0: Eagles, Ed Martin.
1: If you think illegal immigrants aren't hurting anyone when they come to America, think again. Violent gangs from south of the border are threatening our nation's school children every single day. It's not just happening in states on the southern border like Texas and Arizona. A high school in Maryland had to significantly beef up law enforcement presence on campus because of a credible threat that a student or students were being targeted. Members of the violent gang MS-13 wanted revenge after a massive brawl had broken out at the school. This isn't some isolated incident. Members of MS-13 are pouring across our southern border every year. In just fiscal year 2019, 464 members of MS-13 were stopped by border patrol agents. Remember, those are just the ones we caught. Just imagine how many more get through completely undetected. This is a problem too big to be ignored. That's why President Trump called MS-13 out last year during his State of the Union address, referring to them as animals. Instead of rallying against MS-13 and their motto of kill, steal, rape, control, the mainstream media unbelievably came to the gang's defense. I could tell you about how MS-13 stabbed a man a hundred times before decapitating him in Maryland. I could tell you about the human trafficking victims who've been beaten with baseball bats. I could tell you about the young girls who were chased down and murdered in New York by MS-13. But I shouldn't have to tell you all these horror stories, because MS-13 never should have come to America in the first place. It's time to take border control seriously. The children at Albert Einstein High School in Maryland are counting on it. They live in fear of MS-13 because politicians and liberal media outlets cover up the truth for their political gain. That needs to stop right here and right now how many children must die before we take action americans want a wall we want an end to chain migration and the visa lottery we want an end to catch and release immigration we want to shut down sanctuary cities we want to make our communities safe again
0: this has been the phyllis schlafly report from phyllis schlafly eagles illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. He'll be the scholar blue collar of a man. He came from the school where you didn't need nothing if you couldn't make it with your own two hands. He was backwards, backwards, use words like no sir. And welcome back to the Patriot Trading Group, Patriot Radio News Hour. This is your substitute teacher, Glenn Biddle. The number is 800-951-0592. Our special again today is $20 Liberties at $1,575. We have 50 of those available. Give Wendy a call and just let her know how many you'd like. If you're not interested in those, you can go to allamericangold.com. Go to the shop part of the website and take a look at all the stuff we have there, the the gold, the silver, uh, anything you want. We have it. And you can just let your fingers do the walking, as they used to say in the old days. So when we before the break, we were talking about millennial credit scores. And this article is actually very interesting. Uh, it comes from Zero Hedge. And just some of the highlights here. Uh, So here are some of the facts. Compared with the national average credit score of 701, millennials had an average FICO score of 665 in the fourth quarter of 2018, according to Experian data. The silent generation, those in their 70s and older, had the highest average FICO score of 756, followed by baby boomers, who had an average of 732. Generation Z, the youngest group with people between the ages of 18-22, had the same average score as millennials. Now, millennials have an average credit card balance of $5,200, up about 7% over the year uh, from $4,800 in 2017. Millennials carry an average of $34,000 in student loan debt, up 8% from $32,000 in 2017. Millennials have an average total debt of about $80,000, up 11% from about $72,000 in 2017. So the uh, average millennial or Generation Z of millennials, their average credit score is 670. Now, if you want to go buy a car, if you want a mortgage, it's just going to cost you a lot more money based on that credit score. And it, the millennials are upset. They're like, well, it's your fault, boomers. You've, you've caused all this debt. But by the way, can you help me co-sign for this loan? And that's some of the problems we have with that. Now, let's talk about opportunity costs. Now, one of the things when I teach high school economics and economics to middle schoolers, after you talk about supply and demand, after you talk about different types of economic systems, you know, capitalism, communism, all those different things, you got to talk about opportunity costs. The way way opportunity costs work, it's the cost of the next best thing. Here's an example, just a very basic example. Let's say you have $100 to spend for the weekend if you're like I'm talking to high school kids here. Now, if you blow 80 of it on Friday, Friday night, you know, your opportunity cost is you only have $20 for the rest of the weekend. So hopefully whatever you did on Friday night for $80 was well worth it because now you only have $20 for the rest of the weekend. So you have to think about that. Um, here's another example that I give to the kids a lot of time. Let's say you have a choice of where are you, when you come out of high school, are you going to get a job? and forego college, well, your opportunity cost here, you get instant money because you're working, but your opportunity cost is the fact that you've prolonged your education or you're not gonna get your education at all, where you could probably earn higher uh, with that college education in, in some cases, okay? In some cases, you can make more money in trade school, but you have to you have to balance that opportunity cost, okay? The other thing is the opposite of that. You get your education first, but the opportunity cost is you have a lot of student debt, what we just talked about, uh, but the goal there, the opportunity cost is that hopefully it will pay off for you down the road with a better paying job and more income potential in later years. Now, your local governments and state governments, they also have opportunity costs. Um, Now, here is an example of a a test question that would be on the Maryland high school assessment for government for 11th graders. Uh, Now, here's the question. If you have to spend more money, let's say, on jails or corrections, then the parks and recreation budget may have to suffer. This would be an example of A, gerrymandering, B, opportunity cost, C, deficit spending, or D, none of the above. Well, obviously, it's opportunity costs because local governments have to have a balanced budget. Local governments, state governments, they don't get the privilege of the federal government that they can spend whatever they want. Okay. Now, so the opportunity cost in in the real world of state and local government is if yes, if you have to pay more for jails and constructions, you have to you have to build more jails, you have to hire more correctional officers, then whatever part of your budget that you have to make cuts in to offset that, that's your opportunity cost. So parks and recreation may have to suffer, you may have to cut programs for for schools. OK, and those are hard decisions to make, especially for politicians to have to make a, a, a choice like that. That's the opportunity cost. And. Now, at the federal level, now, at the federal level, are there any opportunity costs? Because see seems they're kind of been kicked down the road here a little bit. Let's say you have to pay more money for wars. Well, then social spending may have to be cut. Or you may have to pay for more infrastructure, bridges, roads, highways, airports, all those things. Then healthcare may have to be cut. That's your opportunity cost for, you know, the guns and butter economy type thing. So for if you have to spend money on one thing, then you would have to probably cut your budget on another. But Here's the thing that, that throws it all out of whack, deficit spending. You can just print your way out of your opportunity costs in, in a way you can, okay? Uh, you could sell bonds. You could, <laughs> yeah, treasury bonds. You could You can inflate the currency, like the Federal Reserve has that target rate of 2% every year. That's one way of doing it. Yet the hidden opportunity cost here is passed on to the next generation because of the debt, the debt it it it's becoming unpayable it's it's almost outrageous now let's go back to your own personal finances let's say uh this year we we're going to we need we need to buy a house so if we're going to buy a house the opportunity cost is well we're spending more money now on buying this house with this mortgage we're going to have to cut out the new car this year or we're going to have to postpone that vacation that's your opportunity cost okay the cost of the next best thing but Not only the federal government has its own credit card, which is the the American taxpayer and the printing press, uh, the the Fed, right? The opportunity for an American, though, the the consumer, to have a credit card, that way you can kind of get out of your opportunity cost. Well, we can have both. We can buy that new car and we can go on vacation. But yet what is happening? You are mirroring the federal government here because what are you doing? You're kicking that debt down the road. And if you're paying the minimum payments on that credit card, you're going to kill yourself financially. So I just want to talk about the opportunity cost because a lot of people just don't get opportunity costs. Um, and it's a very basic thing to, to talk to kids about. But in our own life, we, we see the federal government spending money just hand over fist. I, I pulled up the National Debt Clock. It's it's an amazing uh, place to go if you want to look at some just raw data. It's usdebtclock.org. I'm looking at it right now. The current US national debt and it's spinning wildly out of control is 23.1 trillion dollars. Now, we take in about 3.5 trillion, but this year spending to date is 4.5 trillion, so we have a trillion dollar debt or trillion dollar deficit right now, okay? The budget deficit. Now, when you add up all those deficits year to year to year to year, the total national debt is the $23.1 trillion. That's how all this stuff adds up. Now, if you go to the bottom of the debt clock, this is where it gets really – oh, and just if you want to know, let's see. What is your share of it? Okay, so debt per citizen is $70,000 per, per citizen, but debt per taxpayer is $187,000. So if you're a taxpayer, you have an extra $187,000, maybe you can kick that into the government to pay your fair share. All right, we're at another break when we get back, we're going to talk fake news because it is a Friday and we love fake news on Friday. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned for some, some fake news. And welcome back to the Patriot Radio News Hour. This is your substitute teacher Glenn Biddle sitting in for Double J who's on a well-deserved vacation with his family and he is out for Monday and Tuesday. Reminder, on Monday's show we have Glenn Tate on from Prepping 2.0 podcast and he also has a radio show on our uh, Station up in Colorado, 1360KHNC.com. He also hope, hosts the open forum on Tuesdays uh, in the afternoon. And we're going to talk about the current situation in Virginia with gun control and the possibility of a <laughs> second civil war maybe erupting in Virginia. It's it's absolutely Unbelievable what the governor up there is, is, is trying to do. And if you're not up to speed on that, we'll get you up to speed on that on Monday. So uh, last segment we were we were talking about the US debt clock. And uh, one of the interesting things about the US debt clock, if you go to the if you get the chance, usdebtclock.org, O-R-G, and the interesting number is down at the bottom on the right, and it's U.S. unfunded liabilities. This is pretty much anything the government cuts a check for or owes anybody. For. Okay, and the U.S. unfunded liabilities is a hundred and twenty-seven trillion dollars, and Medicare liability is thirty-one trillion, Social Security liability is twenty trillion, and then anything else that the government basically writes a check for that it owes people for. Okay, the liability per citizen on unfunded liabilities is three hundred eighty-five thousand dollars per person. Now it's bad enough that the uh, you know their deficit, the national debt, rather is twenty three trillion. But when you look at the unfunded liabilities of one hundred twenty seven trillion, do you honestly think that's ever getting paid back? What do you think is happening to the interest on one hundred twenty seven trillion dollars? Okay, a lot worse than twenty three trillion. I got to tell you that. So, so I, I we want to talk about some fake news uh, here. We used to do Fake News Friday on this show uh, in the summertime. I would be at the beach and I, I would run Fake News Friday. We'd have several stories. You know. Joe would would always compete against Brian or or someone that would call in and and try to figure out which story was fake. So we're doing that now on 1360. We're doing it on Fridays on the Front Range News Hour and if you want to call in and play just listen in on a Friday at 1360 khnccom you could win a roll of silver dimes. If if we win, if we get it right, then the prize ups for the next week so you can even do better now everybody's a winner because you'll get it you'll at least get a a, a silver piece dollar probably if you, for playing um, but if you win the customers have had a very good track record of winning um, and it, it's not they're just great great people that play that are very smart on the, on the on the news so I've got a couple stories we didn't use last week that I want to read to you and just at home you can yell out fake or true uh, when I read these to you so the first one uh, deals with the impeachment scandal uh democrats let impeach federal judge and congressman alcee hastings set rules for trump impeachment who better to set the rules for trump's impeachment trial than a guy who has actually been impeached that's right the democrats in all their infinite wisdom appointed alcee hastings as the vice chair of the rules committee hastings went through an impeachment trial in 1988 on a bevy of crimes he committed while serving as a federal judge Playing in the Democrat sandbox, the Democratic sandbox, the disgraced ex-judge was elected to Congress by the crazed liberals of his district. So is that a true story or a fake story? So what do you think there, ladies and gentlemen, out in Radio Land? That is a true story. That is a true story. Our next story. Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch said Merry Christmas on Fox and people are going crazy. MSLSD host, just a MSLSD, that's MSNBC, but I like to call it MSLSD. A host just reported that Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch just appeared on Fox and Friends this morning, making a point to parrot the Merry Christmas talking point of the GOP. If he's willing to go on Fox and throw a shout out to Republican narratives, what else is he willing to do? Gorsuch also flashed an OK hand gesture to the Fox News host, and the Internet blew up with accusations of white power salute just reported at the Army-Navy cadets this past weekend. So was that a true story or a fake story? Did Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch say Merry Christmas, a, apparently a GOP talking point, and flash the OK sign, which is now construed as a hate symbol? Do you think that was true or fake? That's a fake story. I made that one up. Okay. He did go on Fox News and say Merry Christmas. And apparently, that's enough now to trigger people. Apparently, a Supreme Court justice can't say Merry Christmas. That's a Republican narrative, according to MSLSD. Okay. That's a fake story. All right. So, the last story that we didn't get to last week on our fake news story. Um, Gentlemen, I hope that if you bought this, your wife asked for it. Okay. Because if you bought it, in any other capacity, you're in deep, deep trouble. Peloton responds to backlash over a holiday commercial saying it was misinterpreted. Cycling fitness brand Peloton has responded to the backlash over its new holiday commercial saying the company is disappointed in how some have misinterpreted the 30-second spot. The ad which shows a woman's year-long fitness journey after her husband gives her one of its costly stationary bikes was widely criticized on social media this week, including by some who said it sent a sexist message. The blowback was so fierce that the company's stock price dropped as much as 10%, Bloomberg reported. So is the Peloton commercial there misinterpreted? Is that a true story or a fake story? That is actually a true story. Peloton got hammered over this. Uh, this would, I know Eric and Joe talked about this a couple, uh, maybe last week as well. Um, the, the Internet blew up over this. In fact, there was a, a another – uh product i think it was alcohol or it was rum or something that was also and it and it had the same girl that that played the peloton wife on there and it was a parody of this and it shows her friends there consoling her at the bar and she's drinking shot after shot after shot of this stuff because of what's going on if, as a peloton wife you know battered wife uh syndrome apparently that has to ride this bike all year to satisfy her husband that she's getting fit and uh, one of her friends says. By the way, you do look really good, though. It was hilarious. Uh, so they were trolling the Peloton ad. And uh, so that's pop culture for today. So uh, on our, our theme of, of uh, fake news, uh, who better to talk about than uh, Ms. NBC reporter Rachel Maddow, who apparently was rooting for the Steele dossier to be true. then it fell apart more fake news so i'm sure she feels bad about that all right when we come back we're going to talk about a little bit this day in history and anything else we haven't gotten to so far so stand by we'll be right back and welcome back final segment on a friday 800-951-0592, 951 allamerican com is the website Patriot trading group be your own central banker you got to get some wealth insurance because ladies and gentlemen the Federal Reserve is out to get you out to get you two percent a year devalue your money it's just it's a mess and I think earlier this week was the, the the birthday of the federal Federal Reserve being created uh, the you know the creature creature born from jekyll island if you haven't read that book you need to get that book and read it uh g Edward griffin there's also a youtube video where he, he talks about it. it it's absolutely amazing what was done to the united states because of that um, so let's say uh you have uh, the, I, that earlier discussion i talked about on on opportunity cost let's say you have a hundred dollars for the weekend well our, if we're talking uh 1913 dollars when the fed was created th- that 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 hundred dollars back then was worth a hundred dollars. That hundred dollars today is only about two dollars to four dollars of purchasing power that you had back in 1913. So think about that. It's not that that uh, anything that like bacon, you know, five dollars a pound or whatever. It's not that the bacon got any better. It's just that it takes more of your money to buy that same bacon. Joe and Eric say this all the time. If you took a twenty dollar gold piece and a twenty dollar bill and you buried them in 1913 and you dig them up today that $20 bill is still going to be $20 that $20 gold piece is going to be $1575 which is on special today our $20 liberty so if you want one of those give Wendy a call 800-951-0592 it's not that the gold got any better it's that your federal reserve note got less value it has less value okay so Think about that. Do you want it, something that will be a hedge against inflation that will have a store of value to it? Or do you want to keep fooling around as Brian KHC Brian calls them the fraudulent reserve notes, those FRNs, you know, put take some of those FRNs and convert them over to something that you can actually hold. And it, it will hopefully retain its value. And it, it should. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at the markets right now. Uh, so we're looking at at gold strong today, uh, up about $4, 15 18 20 and silver is also doing well at $18. Uh, that That's strong for silver, so get in while you can. Get in now while you can before it goes crazy and get, gets even higher. All right, so this day in history, uh, in 1831, HMS Beagle, with Charles Darwin on board, departs from Plymouth. It will eventually visit the Galapagos Islands, where Darwin will form his theories on evolution. That's where they have those huge tortoises that some of them are like 200 years old just uh if you really want to watch a cool movie watch master and commander uh, with russell crowe and they actually visit the galapagos islands and it's just a neat neat uh neat movie but there we go uh let's uh let's see um 1915 in ohio, ohio iron and steel workers go on strike for an eight hour day and higher wages that's when unions actually had a purpose not today when it's just for. The boss's yeah, 16th or whatever that was, outlandish cigar bill. But remember, they need those for their smoke-filled room back, deal, back room deals. In 1932, Radio City Music Hall opens. And let's see. 1944, here's a good one. General George S. Patton's 3rd Army, spearheaded by the 4th Armored Division, relieves the surrounded city of Bastogne in Belgium. Now, if you know your history, World War II... The, the city of Bastogne was completely surrounded, and you've got the 101st Airborne in there. And this was the first time that that uh, black troops were integrated into the Army itself and, and actually given guns and said, we need you to shoot at the Germans because they come in here. They're killing everybody. And uh, George S. Patton went in there and helped save the day. All right, thanks for visiting with us today, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back Monday. Uh, Our our guest is Glenn Tate. It's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about Virginia and what's going on there. Have a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Stay safe. We'll see you on Monday.